boastful Barnabas. Barnabas was a boy who loved to boast. In his own way, he was one of the world's very worst children. The tall, lolloping boy came from an extremely posh family, and he wanted you to know it. Barnabas was a pupil at St Cuthbert's, a 500-year-old school set in a thousand acres of English countryside. The fees were a hundred thousand pounds a day. All the boys had to wear bow ties and top hats, and there was only one old boy who hadn't gone on to become a prime minister or king. The most he'd managed was to become the foreign secretary. As he'd brought great shame on the school, his name was removed from the long list of ex-pupils whose names were painted in gold leaf on the huge wooden boards that hung in the cavernous entrance hall. While speed-walking from one dusty old classroom to another, carrying his monogrammed leather briefcase, Barnabas would pull boys aside in the corridor to boast about his latest achievement. Tarquin, he called after a boy one frosty morning. Oh yes, Barnabas, replied Tarquin eagerly, his little round spectacles steaming up at being in the presence of the golden boy of the entire school. The mathematics test results have just been put up on the board. There is good news and bad news. Do tell. Barnabas pursed his lips. The bad news is I only received ninety-nine per cent. I will have to have words with the mathematics master, Mr. Troughton, as to why I was marked down a whole one per cent. Congratulations, Barnabas. Pray tell, what is the good news? Barnabas smirked. He was going to enjoy this. The good news, Tarquin, is that you failed with a measly forty-nine per cent. Oh, dear. Poor Tarquin's face clouded with worry. So every cloud has a silver lining. Good day, said Barnabas, and he swept his scarf round his neck theatrically, slapping poor Tarquin on the nose. Eh. The strangest thing was that every time Barnabas boasted about something, his head became a tiny bit bigger. Barnabas was oblivious to this and would complain again and again to his housemaster in his office. Mr Hartnell was as antique as his furniture. Both dated back to Victorian times. Mr Hartnell, someone has shrunk my top hat. The teacher examined the silk topper in detail and placed it on his own head for reference. Don't do that, chided Barnabas. You might have nits. Apologies, Barnabas. Have you considered that your head might be becoming bigger? Hmm? Nonsense! thundered Barnabas. Now you may go. But it's my office. Well, I want you to go anyway. Poor old Mr Hartnell shrugged and shuffled out of the room. As quick as you can, please, snapped Barnabas, and his teacher trundled off as fast as his little old legs could carry him. The big-headed boy didn't just excel in his lessons, he was a fine sportsman, too. One morning, the gamesmaster, Mr Pertwee, announced the name of the new school cricket captain. After lengthy trials and much careful consideration, began Pertwee. Don't go on and on, sir. I think we all know it's me, shouted out Barnabas. Our new cricket captain, 
is Barnabas. In that moment, the big-headed boy's head expanded just a little, and his top hat was squeezed off his head. Ping! It shot up and hit the ceiling. Thwat! Stupid small hat, muttered Barnabas. Now three cheers for me! Hip hip! Hooray! said the rest of the school wearily. Louder please! Hip hip! Hooray! Louder still! Hip hip! Hooray! That sounded sarcastic. One more for luck! Hip hip! Hooray! Oh, and by the way, as captain of the cricket team, I am dismissing all the other players. I will play all positions myself. Thank you so much. It was the same story with the school play. It wasn't enough for Barnabas to be awarded the title role in Shakespeare's Hamlet. He wanted to play all the parts himself. At the very first rehearsal, he announced... All the other actors may go. I am such a magnificent actor that I will play every role. This is to be the first ever one-man Hamlet. But Barnabas, spluttered Mr. Tennant, the drama teacher. No buts, sir. You are relieved too. I will direct myself. In the end, Barnabas even wrote his own review in the school magazine, The Cuthbertian. It read... It may seem wrong to single out any of the actors for special praise, but in the title role, and indeed every other role, Barnabas was outstanding. Without doubt, the end of year school acting prize should go to me, I mean him. Prize-giving day was always Barnabas's favourite day of the year. This particular year, the boy was determined that he should win all the prizes. Every single one. The headmaster, Mr. Baker, stood on the stage in front of the entire school. Behind him was an array of silver cups, all waiting to be awarded to those who'd been the best at something. The first prize of the afternoon was for attendance. This is the one that you win if you never miss a day of school. Barnabas was so determined to win this that even though he had contracted tonsillitis and had to have his tonsils removed, He'd made the surgeon do it in the middle of a history lesson so he would not miss a moment of school. The attendance prize goes to Barnabas, announced Mr. Baker. The boy's head expanded noticeably as he waltzed up onto the stage to collect it. The mathematics prize goes to Barnabas. The boy's buttocks had barely brushed his seat before he was up again to collect the second award. Once again, his head expanded. All the boys began muttering and pointing as Barnabas waltzed back onto the stage. As the sound of Mr Hartnell's snoring at the back echoed around the hall, more and more awards were announced. By the 20th award, the drama prize which Barnabas won by default, as he was the only boy who'd stepped onto the school stage that year, the boy's head was beginning to look utterly bizarre. It was now the size of a beach ball, so big that his glasses pinged off and his head wobbled on his neck. Yet again, he breezed back up onto the stage. His strange appearance provoked titters from the boys in the audience. <laughs> the headmaster wore very thick glasses. His eyesight was so poor he didn't notice. 
As for Barnabas, he was so hungry to collect every single prize that he hadn't noticed either. The drama prize was a silver figure of a Shakespearean character wielding a sharp sword. As more and more prizes were announced, Barnabas began dropping trophies as he made his way back to the stage. Clunk! Clang! Thud! It was impossible to keep hold of all of them, and each time his head would get that bit bigger, as if someone were blowing air into a balloon. Now it was the size of an igloo. Oblivious, Mr Baker carried on with the awards. He announced the last but one prize of the afternoon. The chess prize goes to Tarquin. A huge cheer went up around the school as at least one prize wasn't going to Barnabas. When a delighted Tarquin rose from his seat, Barnabas bellowed, What is the meaning of this? What do you mean, what is the meaning of this? asked the headmaster. Why haven't I won the chess prize, you buffoon? Tarquin popped his hand up. If I might interject here, sir, I think, Barnabas, it's for the simple reason that you never came to chess club. It clashes with drama society, so I'm sorry to say you couldn't do both. Barnabas's giant head turned a violent shade of red. But if I'd come to chess club, then without doubt I would have been the bestest at it. Can you play chess, Barnabas? asked Tarquin. I never have, but I'm sure if I did, I would win. So the chess prize should go to me. Please, please, Barnabas, don't make a scene, begged the headmaster. There is still one more prize to go, remember? Now, Tarquin, please come up to the stage to collect your prize. Little Tarquin beamed with pride as the entire school gave him a standing ovation. Well done, boy muttered the headmaster as he handed over the smallest silver cup. Thank you, sir. Cheat! shouted Barnabas. Undeterred, Tarquin approached Barnabas on the way back to his seat. I apologise, Barnabas. Maybe next year this will be yours. Barnabas went to snatch the cup. I'll take it now! Tarquin whisked it out of the way just in time. And Barnabas? What is it, you cheat? I am worried about your head. What about my head? It's become really big. Maybe you need to go and see Matron and have a lie down in the sick bay. And miss the final prize, thundered Barnabas. Never! Now come on, Headmaster, you great heifer-lump, get a move on! So it's time to find out which St Cuthbert's boy has won the most coveted prize of all, that of being made head boy of the entire school. A murmur of excitement echoed around the school hall. Ooh. Get on with it, you chump! bellowed Barnabas. Mr Baker cleared his throat. <clears throat> the new head boy of St Cuthbert's is Barnabas. Barnabas's head expanded to the size of a hot-air balloon. Clinging to his numerous cups and trophies, 
He tripped on the way up to the stage to collect his final prize. He dropped his haul, including the drama prize. Clank, bing, clatter. <laughs> <laughs> Laughed the whole school. Barnabas fell forward, and the tiny sword the figure was holding became embedded in the boy's swollen forehead. Splut! Help! screamed Barnabas. He hated pain unless he was inflicting it on others. Of course, the headmaster didn't see the boy. He tripped over him and fell off the stage, much to the mirth of all the schoolboys. <laughs> Being the nice one, Tarquin leapt up to help. First, he aided the elderly headmaster to his feet. Thank you, madam, muttered Mr. Baker. Don't worry about that old wombat. What about me? demanded Barnabas. Yes, of course, of course, said Tarquin, and he rushed up onto the stage to help his tormentor. Pull the blasted thing out, demanded Barnabas. Are you sure? Of course I am sure. I'm just worried that something might go horribly wrong. What are you talking about, you imbecilic imbecile? Pull it out now! Tarquin did what he was told and pulled the little sword out of the boy's humongous head. It was exactly like popping a balloon. Boom! There was this huge sound, like a giant's fart as hot air rushed out of Barnabas's bonds. <laughs> the balloon boy shot across the school hall and bounced off the ceilings and walls before zooming out of an open window. The whole school pressed their faces up to the glass to watch as Barnabas flew up into the air and exploded over the cricket field. It was so loud, it even woke up the boy's housemaster, Mr Hartnell. Did I miss anything? Hmm? Asked the teacher, waking up with a start. Nothing of note, remarked Mr Pertwee, who was sitting next to him. Except that the new head boy became so big-headed, he actually exploded. Jolly good, hmm? muttered Hartnell, before he went back to sleep. Hmm. <laughs> 